A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the noodle the pug of this podcast. Noodle the oh, noodle the pug. Noodle the pug. Is this a new pug hitting the scene? I'm obsessed with noodle the pug. Is this the bone day? Yeah, he's the TikTok sensation. I know he he tells you what kind of day you're gonna have, whether he has bones or not. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And so cute. Hot new animal on the block, folks. What his name's Noodle? Yeah, because his noodly legs, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's quite a bit of a noodle. I don't have a good animal. I, I need a good, I, I'll follow Noodle. I need a good animal to follow. I finally followed a horse lover's IG. Oh, okay. And it's, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't know if I'm the one to, you know, like saturate this market, but horse people are not particularly funny. Um, There's not a lot of funny 
uh, or like Mimi horse content. It's all very sincere and horses are like beautiful. And it's a lot of like horses running and, you know, this kind of thing, which I'm like, I'm all for that. But it's also like, come on, nobody's doing, I need some, I need a personality. I need to stand out. Like, I don't know. I also saw this video that I sent to my dad uh, that was like this girl on this like horse simulator thing that I for sure oh. had, like, I'll send it to you. It is sexual. It's like not sexual, but I was like, uh, th- I could, see- I'm like, I get why people are like, oh, horse girls. Like when I watched this video, this was the first time I was like, really like, all right, I get it. It is like, I don't know, but I had a childhood dream that I wanted to not like a sleeping dream, dream like a an aspiration to <laughs> build some sort of mechanical horse that I could ride to and from school because I oh. didn't live in like a horse place. And I was like, I got I was like, I want to ride a horse all the time. I know that that's not possible. We don't have the space for a regular horse, but can I get some kind of robot horse? And seeing mm. this was like, oh, man, I just like missed that. I like there, that thing kind of exists. You sent your dad a video of a Sibian. You have to add that to your joke about a your Sibian. dad. Yes. <laughs> it is like, she just is like looking straight forward. Like she's not doing anything, but I was like, I hope he's not weirded out by me sending this like girl. I'll show you the video. He's <laughs> not weirded out. He I know your diapers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Out, he's just like, that's a choice, Julia. And also, oh this God. hole in the like comedic horse girl department just sounds like a space for you, a space for I you guess. to shine. I just, I'm wondering if there's even a desire for it because I feel like if yes. there were, that's you know what I mean. Yeah, no, there is. I mean, well, horse, you have to be horse girls are typically disciplined if you're a serious horse girl. Yeah. So we need the like, it's not a big, like a little more slap happy. We need like the stoner we need ho- horse girl. Stor- stoner yeah. horse girl i saw what like the closest they've gotten this isn't even like fun was like they had one where it was like they dyed the horse's hair and then she had <laughs> hair like it was a barbie doll and a horse and then they like jump jumped you know you know how tiktoks mm-hmm. are someone jumps <laughs> and it all changes <laughs> the magic know, like, of the talk I, we gotta have like there's actually i just thought of a good a good one where it would be like uh nobody steal this because i might actually do it i might not so if I don't do it, you can't steal it. But like, you know, Dante Connolly, who does the dances and always is like hitting the, the like telling you to have a good day or like this is mm-hmm. swatching yeah, away no. haters. I, I would like to see a horse jumping over things and it's like you getting over your problems or whatever, like uh, overcoming, yeah, yeah. overcoming these obstacles. That's well, the, yeah, I just wrote a ton of these actually for work, but so you can use them if okay. you want. But um. You can also do things that you're over, like, over uh, it. like yes. starting a sentence with. So dating is weird, right? Yeah, like <laughs> jumping over it. You know what I mean? Those Love kind it. of things. Love it. Mm, I just right. had to do a bunch of those, so I'll send you my list. Hell yeah, mm, an over under, if you will. Right. Well, damn, no one steal that. Okay, yeah, if you're nobody taking footage it. of horses jumping. Don't put text but, to it. But do about send what me they're over. Don't steal the idea, but do send me footage of horses jumping over things, please. <laughs> also, stoner horse girl content. I'm seeing like long Amish hair, bareback, almost dare I say naked yes. horse riding, joint, big doobie. 
going through the meadow. I do like following accounts of like people who like move to wild Australia to paint and raise baby ducks who wear flowers on their head. Like I'm like, I don't know when we all decided we want all want to do that, but I'm on board. Just tell me where to sign up. You know what I think it is? I think because horses are. I guess it's cottage core at the end of the day. Mm, Yes. Horses are expensive. And unless you like live in a rural area, I saw a really cute video where a horse just like stuck his head in a house window and just was like eating from the floor. And the little girls in the house were just like feeding the horse through the window. I was like, that's cute. Love, love that. But I think horses just cost so much money if you are like a equestrian person especially like the barrier to entry is so high with that kind of stuff that I'm like those people aren't funny they're spending like Mm, this yeah this thing is like it's like there's that's the same reason why there's no like comedy Porsche content where it's like you this is like a high performance machine that people take very seriously and well I think too I mean, I, growing up, my neighbors to the back had horses, so they would come over sometimes and we could give them carrots or whatever. But I, I think, especially in somewhere like Texas where, you know, yards are much bigger and stuff, yeah. and property and all that. I think the main thing about it, too, is like, it, it is kind of like, it's an animal still. You want to make sure that it's having a certain level of condition, even if you're not like an equestrian person. Like, yes, you can't just shove it in a fucking barn no. and be done. Like, it has to have, you know, the shoes. Like, you have to brush it. You have to, like, there's a lot of like caretaking that goes into mm-hmm. it. And I think, like, as we see often with like just small pet owners here in LA, it's like I see people that have huskies in like studios and you're like, you're taking that dog for a run every day or what like there's not enough room for this dog you know mm-hmm. no it's on its horse simulator in the studio apartment <laughs> galloping <laughs> when, when you see when you see the size of this simulator it is very large i don't think that's fitting in a studio unless it's like the only thing whoa all it's, right i mean it's a horse it's got to simulate a horse damn true i don't know i i imagine these like an oculus sort of simulator well I'll have to see what Julia's dad got a, a little piece of earlier. <laughs> now I I made it uncomfortable. I'm always the one I that made it uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm the one that. I'm glad you used the term "sibian" because that is that's, that's exactly what I, was, what I like. I. I guess maybe I was more not uncomfortable with like sending not I wasn't worried my dad was going to be like horny from it but I was like I don't wonder if he knows what a Sibian machine is and this looks very similar like oh my god well horse culture it's very same to like leaning up against the laundry machine am I right folks you know it's just like save a horse ride a Sibian yeah wait I have something to say yes you're when finally you, gonna tell us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to say something. Astrology is the devil. Um, I actually don't believe any of this. <laughs> no, when we were texting, talking about like, what should we record like next? Like, what do you guys want to talk about? And you know, sometimes we go astrology adjacent or astrology the woo universe and you and you y'all were texting me dreams i was straight up in the midst of buying a dream interpreting book i was in a store pick in new orleans had this in my hands when you were texting this and i was like oh i that a dream sign message or whatever so i just have to say that uh that was cool that was weird so cool that's how dreams are though right like every it's oh yeah always, it's 
subconscious, but it's connected. It's all about those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, New Orleans is like obviously very haunt, like what haunt, very haunted. I think they claim they're the most haunted city in America. Had the weirdest fucking dreams of my life while I was there. It's also on my moon line. And I was haunted by a ghost. My bed shook like an earthquake at 3 a.m. I did stay in a haunted hotel, but weirdly, I was in a catatonic state where I wasn't even afraid. I was like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like I was like, I a calm. Like I would normally be very afraid, but I woke up in a in a calm and was like, huh. You're like, well, I'm at, I am at a haunted hotel. This is what it's for. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, just, I'm like, oh, just a shake. Okay. Like that's just enough to be like, yes, I am haunted. No, I, I mean, it couldn't have been anything. It was like, I had like, and also maybe because of living in California, I'm familiar with what an earthquake fe- feels like. And it felt like what I can only describe as an earthquake shaking the bed where the headboards even, um, rattling and no i didn't have any horny visitors it was just me in there it was just me solo rattling in a bed the ghost didn't think you were a horse <laughs> simulator <laughs> <laughs> no. stores are simian machine under the hotel yeah. bed no no but can i share briefly that i had the same dreams like the same type of dream every night in a row where Whoa. me and my current lover pablo were breaking up but it was never Pablo who I was breaking up with. It was all my exes as a vessel for him. But in my dream, it was, knew it was him, him, but yeah. it was them physically mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. And every night oh. I woke up like every morning I woke up like, like I had like gone through a breakup. Like I woke up like, like that sad heart, like you're not getting the text from your lover feeling. Mm-hmm. And it was sad. I was like, I was like, this is a, this is a very specific sad feeling that I haven't felt in a while. Um. So anyway, I've been trying to look it up in this. It's really hard to search that in this dream <laughs> journal because it's like yeah. all like na- nouns and things. But I'm interested to dig in a lot of young stuff in here. You know, all the Freud things. But um, just so weird that this came up while I was holding a dream thing, had a lot of dream. I it just, I was in a dream world. So I felt very, um, it just felt like you guys knew. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think with that kind of dream too, I think maybe Julia said this on a previous episode to me where it's like, you're like, repl- your subconscious is replacing that person to give you the space to like actually process how you feel about it which is probably like speaks really well to your relationship where you're like, Oh, like my, my unconscious brain gave me the opportunity to imagine what it would feel like if I broke up with Pablo in a safe way while I'm asleep. Mm -hmm. And then you woke up and you're like, I feel really sad. So that's like probably a good thing for your relationship. If that makes sense, (laughs) even though I like whatever I'm saying, sounds it wasn't a relief, right? Yeah. You weren't like, like, Oh, (laughs) actually would be kind of, you know, like you felt, you felt sad, which is, means like that you're following the thing you want to do and getting married and all that stuff you know well I think so I it's funny because normally I feel like I when you suggested the topic Lisa I was like I don't know about dreams whatever I will talk more about it because I don't dream that often I don't remember them I don't feel I I I have had dreams that I remember but they always feel pretty I don't know, straightforward, or I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, it is something that I've been like 
dealing with in real life, or it feels like my subconscious, like really hating me over the head with something that I'm just not getting in waking life. And then it's like, Hey, you really, Hey, pay attention to this. Or it's just classic. I'm stressed. I'm getting chased. And it's like, it's not, uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But I do think that there's something I was watching kind of over Steve's shoulder, this documentary, um, about simulation theory and like, which is just the, the theory that we are in a simulation, but one uh, of the, okay. I forget what this is. And I think this is one that's like going around right now. That's a popular one. I should look up what it is, but I am not at the moment. I'll find it though. Or if someone else sound off in the comments, you'll probably know. Uh, anyways, someone talks about how, uh, this was just kind of like a, not fleeting, but unrelated thing of saying like, oh, we do have a regular experience of like knowing that we go somewhere else for a period and then we come back, but, and we don't actually go somewhere, but we know we went somewhere else. And, and I think that there's something interesting about dreams similar to astrology, similar to all kinds of woo that is like, you know, that that didn't like you didn't break up with Pablo, but you still like feel it and it's real and you experienced it and you can't, how do we reconcile the very felt experience of a thing that we know didn't necessarily happen, but because it gives us such intense feeling, it must, it must mean something, or there is something there. What, and how do we decide what that means? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then also, I mean, and if you're an ex listening, thanks for the stream. But it was also like, hmm, I was sad in various ways when all these other relationships ended, but not that sad, I guess. <laughs> like, or like, I don't know, or like a different brand, sad, mm -hmm. a different brand of sad. Yeah, this felt like a sad. I felt almost like when I've had crushes, I only dated for two days and and I like liked them so much in this like really soulful, connected way. So I saw these like faces that were very familiar but it was like almost just knowing it was like a body snatcher sort of thing. And it's like, no, I've already had the breakup with you. I don't want to break up with this soul person inside of you. Cause like we still got shit to do. So what mm -hmm. the fuck? So I uh, do have cool. um, like nightmares almost every night. And I generally wake up a couple of times during, um, during the night, just, you know, covered in sweat or panicking. <laughs> but um, I, I, I wanted to ask you guys about what, when you dream, like, do you feel there is a correlation to your waking dreams, the things that you like envision for yourself in your life? I, I know that in my life, I find that, and maybe this is not like, it doesn't necessarily track all the time, but I definitely find myself to be a hypervigilant and fearful person. I don't like scary movies. I don't like anything like that. So I think that maybe it is in that same way, my brain giving me a space to be like, what are you actually afraid of? And like, instead of, you know, general waking anxiety and like, you know, the other day I, um, I finally saw the guy with machete that everyone knows from Citizen. Um, he made it to my neighborhood. So I was walking home and I literally just the saw a man sighting. stalking, like stalking. You know what I mean? I heard that he's hot. Walking. He is not hot. Oh, shit. And he was like 
I don't know, just, you know, very tunnel vision walking with the machete and I walking towards me and I'm really close to where I live. And I thought like the way I think of myself, the way I see myself in my dreams, subconsciously, how I think I am, you, I would think that I would run, but I didn't. I just went, I saw, Oh, my neighbor's coming. I go, Hey, like real loud, you know? And I just went, walked right in my apartment. And the guy looked at me, we looked, he, I made sure he got away and he made sure I got in. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, like that isn't sometimes like the stuff, the way I follow the stuff I want to do isn't necessarily the way that I live in my subconscious, if that makes sense. When you, Ooh. when you have nightmares, are you often, um, do you have like a powerful role or are you like, do you feel like you're mostly at the mercy of something else? I know that it will totally change, depends. But- I definitely have manipulation dreams where someone's making me do something or mm-hmm. I have to do something to save someone or something. But I've also had ones where I've just been like committing heinous atrocities on my dead family members or you know what I mean where it's those are clearly like guilt dreams to me where it's like you feel like you didn't do enough for them while they're alive so you're murdering them in your dreams or whatever but it's like I think it varies and I think for the most part it's just like my someone trying to take my dog and I can't speak or you know what I mean something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I think and I'm not a therapist I am just a bitch with a microphone, but what I think that I, 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 you're onto something. I think the dream allows you to do something you can't do in waking life. And I think of you as a very together, not panicked, taking care of business sort of gal. So that dream space is (laughs) a space where you can be like scared and unknown and, or devious or like, uh, like off, off off course I was reading somewhere like the ninth house space is also where we're gonna look at dreams a lot because I was gonna say my dreams are just trippy and I'm Pisces <laughs> up there with my like north node and they're just fucking like acid they're just they're just weird they're my most recurring dream as a kid was like I which I had all the time was like running through like millions of MC Escher stairs into rooms that would then fill up with water. And then the room would like flip out upside down and then spit you out into another room. And then of course, like the Tin Man and fucking all the Wizard of Oz people would be there. And then we get sucked up into like a tornado and like blast away. So I think, I don't know, like I, looking at what planets and things and thinking about it backwards of like, why do we dream the dreams that we dream? What, what I think dreams definitely represent things were feeling deep down in some buried ass brain space. But my question is, are these nightmares or night terrors only because when I was sleeping in a room with my dear friend, Nick on this trip to New Orleans, he has night terrors. And oh boy, that was interesting sharing a bed where I had to like, I was like, ah, ah, like screaming and have to be like, Hey, uh, stop. Are you okay? And he's like, Oh, this happens sometimes. And I was like, Whoa, I've never seen anyone like I've made grunts and groans in dreams or like sometimes talk a little bit, but like where it was like, he was like, oh no, I was just about to stab a vampire, but you woke me up. And I was like, oh, okay. Very fitting for Damn. New Orleans yet again. I've never had the reporting of like that <laughs> sort of behavior, which okay. I've lived with a number of people. I definitely have talked during dreams, 
mm-hmm. the red mouse is one that my mom always says because one day she woke, woke me up for school and I kept being like but the red mouse the red mouse and she's like are you awake or asleep <laughs> it's like that's like a classic one um the alarm clock and like thing I definitely am a little bit lucid in dreams sometimes I used to try to lucid dream I don't anymore but so thing I definitely incorporate things like if the alarm clock's going off it'll be in my dream something will be beeping or whatever you know what I mean that kind of stuff definitely works its way and it seeps but I don't yeah I don't think it's night terror level like Okay. Well, because I also was reading about this, just about dreams in general before this. And I think that they do kind of classify night terrors as a separate uh, disordered kind of sleeping because you don't necessarily know what you're dreaming about, but you do you wake up in terror or have some sort of terror response. So it's not necessarily even perhaps I don't know. I've never had night terrors, although I think I've had some like paralysis moments. I know that's not the same thing, but something like that, where I would call them like hauntings, like you're talking about. But I also know that I've just like seen something in a closet and felt unable to move, but, but, that, but also been lucid enough to go like, oh, this is your body happening. Like, I didn't really think there was a clown in the closet. Like I knew that wasn't the thing, but you know, those kinds of things, but they were saying that it is more about the response not so much the source material that is is Mm. terrifying you I think too I do I have Capricorn in the ninth and I definitely a lot of my dreams are restrictive like I one I recurring one I've had since I was little is like I'm being chased but it's like I'm I'm on my back but I'm like in a maze but it's metal and it's hot so like if you touch it, you burn, but like you're, you're having to like crawl and squeeze and like do all this stuff, but you're being chased. So well, me, I'm, I'm putting it on someone else. Um, I'm being chased. So it's like, I, I like have to go quickly. So it's messy and stuff. I think that to me is very Capricorn. Like there's structure, you're, you know, you're, there's a fear, there's like a fear component. I feel like to me that tracks really easily. I also wonder if um there is some level of like absence of structure that makes me have nightmares like where I don't feel in control or things like that definitely also makes sense and that Pluto going through there right now probably and I was reading somewhere like just going back to the ninth house like anything transiting through there because I'm having Neptune going through there right now too so it's like extra like sauce but I, I was reading about like Pluto obviously keyword being intensity right or extra like life or death or like what the fuck so it'd be interesting as we age to see as that moves like further away out of your out of your ninth how that i i I, when i stopped eating meat i stopped having nightmares for about six months they came back but i don't know if that has anything to do with like i always just assumed that i do because i do kind of think of it when i'm eating an animal i do kind of think like this is a chicken you know can you guys because i i can I could do this a lot more when I was younger and I, I can do it here and there. Now, can you make yourself dream about something? If I go to bed thinking unicorns eating pasta, I could, I will dream about unicorns. Eating Not pasta. anymore. I think I used to be able to, and sometimes I will um, 
try to, I think, but also I think now as an adult, I try to do it. I try to invite people into my dreams or I'll be like, I want to dream about this person. I want to talk to this person, whatever. I've never thought about this, but Gemini is my ninth house. And so many of my dreams are just people talking are true. It's true. It's just conversation. The ones that I remember often are just conversations with people and there still are dreamy element, you know, surrealist, absurdist kinds of things where it'll be like, you know, the golden girls are there, but the golden girls are actually my friend. Like what, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of like, or it's like um, it's a at, dream level dream right there. It's at my house. I did have a golden girls dream for sure. <laughs> uh, but it was like, it was my house, but it was also their house and all the, like one of those things, which is why dreams are so, you know, abhorrent to talk about because everyone's like, okay, whatever. But they're often conversations when I do try to facilitate something, it doesn't typically work. I kind of have to like, let that go. But I had a thought and we mentioned it in our benefics and malefics episode. I have a night chart and I do a lot of daydreaming. I am definitely a daydreamy person. And that's when I feel like not the same kind of thing, but I do feel like night is when I'm like, nah, it's like lights out. I'm not, I process this stuff in the day. Nighttime is like when you like let, I don't know. There's something about it. That's not as, I don't want to say not as scary to me, but some, there is something to that perhaps. I am a day mm. chart and I'm a night dreamer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so that's think interesting. I ever, I'm sure as a kid, I've like stared off and and have daydreamed. I don't even know if I like. I feel like daydream is like you're in a fantasy, thinking about all these other things. Like I've just zoned out, <laughs> but I don't think yeah. I'm doing daydreaming. No, no I'm I am, very night dreamy. I am daydreaming hard, and I am also constantly kind of catastrophizing too, and thinking through these sorts of things. So I do feel like nighttime is kind of when I get a break, and my brain's like, it's, nah, it's the time right to- time. Yeah, I'm like, it's <laughs> shut- it's shutdown time. You need to rest. You need to give it a rest. Like now, so a lot of uh, like a lot of various online resources also point to the moon, which is interesting thing about your cat moon too, which feels very and I efficient. Have, I have power moon, down now. <laughs> moon conjunct Neptune too, which mm. also is like I don't know. Yeah, I'm like it's just and they're both sextile Mercury and Scorpio and conjunct Pluto and all that. Where I'm like I just have I feel like I have kind of nightmares all day. Like, like, honey, life said living nightmare. Open your eyes. I also also wanted to know, like, so I feel like for me, when I wake up, I don't have too long of that in between type of brain, but I do, it is like very strong, where like sometimes like a feeling or something can linger all day. But sometimes like I'll wake up and maybe it's just because I, I wear glasses and I can't see, but like, I'll see like a shape and I'll think there's something there. Even it doesn't have to be something scary. It could be, I'm like, Oh, is there, that's like a rabbit or, you know what I mean? Just, and it's just, I think I'm still kind of in that subconscious space, maybe 10 minutes of the day. I wonder what where you think I think to me that's the more 12th housey stuff of dreaming where it's like you're kind of in this in between like you're not really awake but you're not really asleep and Mm. I wonder if everyone is that long is that short does everyone feel like that when they wake up is it am I sick (laughs) (laughs) she's ill you're definitely call a doctor (laughs) um 
I don't even think I have that now that I'm, I, I, we had to talk about the 12th house here too, since that is where we yes. think about our subconscious space, maybe. And this was, I, I don't think I have whatever. I don't even, I don't, I can't even compute what you're describing. I'm like, I don't even think I know what it's kind of is. like when you're on mushrooms and things start to look like things, or you're like that cloud really looks like a banana. Or and that's whatever. when you wake. And when you wake up, right. When I wake up. It doesn't I feel matter like if it's I, middle of the night, morning, whatever. I feel like I spring awake and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, um, as to to reference another podcast as Kate Berlant says on Poog, it's like I'm doll eyes. Like it's like I'm awake. Like there's no grog, fog, shapes. I also never wake, I rarely wake up in the night. Like my cat would have to disturb me and induce. I'm like, I'm a I'm a fucking rock. Now I do have my cancer Mars and Chiron in the 12th, and I do think I get a lot of deja vu, a lot, uh, which I also had on that trip quite a bit, a lot of deja vu and also a lot of like, I think activity and doing Mars sort of things puts me in a trance, like dreamlike state, maybe more than like, you know, of course, yoga, of course, like plot, but like, just like movement is when I can kind of like, I, we went on like a, uh, I'm sorry, I just went to New Orleans. So these are all like my references and it was very moon, <laughs> moon heavy for this cancer ass bitch over here. But like we were on a fan boat, like moving and looking at like the trippy ass cypress trees and like the glass water and the flowers growing in the middle of like 800,000 acres of swamp. And I fell asleep. Like I'm on like a revved up swamp boat and Those I'm like, go fast <laughs> and they go fast as fuck. And I'm like, <laughs> like de- not drunk asleep. Just like, I'm like the action has like zoned me if that makes sense. So I don't yeah. think I have that, but that's my 12th house connection of like moving meditation if you will yeah I feel like I'm I'm pretty quick to wake up I have that like falling dream a lot or that kind of like Ooh, those are scary when you like uh like you brace kind of sh- brace yourself that I feel like I have often uh and also just thinking too I dream when I take naps I'm a day it's the day oh you nap. Day- I can't even I can't nap I, it's very hard. It's either. very hard for me to nap. But when I do, that's I, when I'm thinking, when I was just imagining having that like falling sensation, it's usually a daytime thing, not a nighttime. And again, it's because it's like, you're not supposed to be asleep right now. This isn't sleep time. This is, this is the daytime. Uh, but where well, you can access dreams, which is cool. And something to like, you could, I think the interesting thing with dreams is we can, you can really play with dreams. You can get better at remembering you can keep dream like there are ways to work with that lucid dreaming that you that we're talking about interpretation i think even the more and i'm going to go back here just like the weather i think it's okay to talk about dreams i am yeah. as long as you can explain it succinctly go for it but if yeah if you're rambling about something no one understands then i'm like okay you got to be there if a story's ever you had to be there then spare like typically spare me of the details but yes. i'm pro pro dreams conversation 2021 and beyond, but yeah, you can, you can, I feel like we're all going to have fucking crazy dreams tonight just because of this conversation. I can't, I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> well, I like thinking of all of these combinations. I was reading one of these articles whose, whose article is this? And I kind of just skimmed it. So I'm like, oh, I got it. Cause I was like, this is very technical stuff um, on astro.com. This is an article by Suskin is the last name, but sorry. This oh yeah, I, Rod Suskin. Did you read this? Um, and yeah. he basically talks through how he did like an interpretation of someone's dream, which I had never thought of that doing like basically a horary chart for the dream. But I, I think it is worth like, 
I think it's just like anything where if you aren't for me, that wouldn't be that intriguing or appealing to me because I feel like that's not like where I'm going to work things out or where I'm, where I'm getting a lot of information necessarily. But if you're someone who dreams a lot, then maybe there is a, maybe that is an access point for you that you could talk about something, um, that wouldn't normally come up for you in a reading that is a little more, I think not, not so much, I guess 12,000 EV because it seems subconscious, but it's like, it might give, uh, yeah, just insight that you wouldn't say if someone just asked you a question, how are you doing? And this example he gave um, was the the client was, you know, having money troubles and felt guilty about it because his partner was making more money than him and, uh, you know, all of these things. And so it was just like, they got, they got to it from that, but it still is doing, I feel like a similar service that you would get when you are talking to having an astrology consultation, whether they're doing it with your dreams or not, it's something I think that can kind of be applied to like, well, how do we want to talk about this? Here's what this would signify in astrology. What does that bring up for you? And how, how does that then help you go? Your dream doesn't necessarily literally mean, you know, money doesn't mean guilt for every person's dream, but in your particular dream, if that's something that you're doing, if we are to say like, oh, well, Saturn means structure. And the fact that you were stuck on top of a building and someone was, you know, trying to push you off. Well, like, you know, Mars is in your fifth house. What does that say? You know, I'm giving bad examples, but you get what I'm saying. For sure. And always a quick Google of major topics. Like you can do dream decode B or whatever, Mm -hmm. like honey. I don't know. You know, I think to like, I find the nighttime very stressful. And I know one time I was at um, a, like a group, I was, there was like a psychic reading, but it was like a group reading. She was just doing a presentation. And one of the things I will say, if you go to anything like this, always be the first one to ask. People are always scared to ask. And then towards the end, there's not going to be enough time for you. So always raise your hand first. And so I did. And I, I, what I asked, she didn't answer what I asked, but I think I asked something like, what are some spiritual practices that people can, you know, get in tune with in order to improve their life or something like that? And she was, she just said like, you need to sleep more. And I'm like, I, I sleep plenty. I just don't think I get rest when I actually sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, it's a tough thing because some, like, sometimes I, even like on Tuesday, I slept probably three hours and I felt like I might as well have just been up and working because I didn't feel like I got any sleep at all. I feel like I didn't, re- I didn't like get to REM. I didn't get to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three hours is just not enough. That's, that's a tease. No, that's like, almost I was like in you bed should stay for up. eight, you know? Yeah. And it's right. like, it's not like I was up and doing shit. That kind of stuff, like it gets hard. Well, I think that's something that's hard about sleep and night. And that is that it is supposed to be a time when you're like, I'm supposed to just go to sleep and turn off and, and do all of that. But it also is like a terrifying time and a really uncertain unknown, even just the idea of like conceding, consenting to sleep with your body and then just agreeing that you're going to wake up, I feel like is an act of like daily uh trust trust and faith and all of those things and yeah I've been thinking about that a lot for me because I feel like I wake up sad often and it's not because I dreamed something but I think I am often and not I don't 
I don't feel this way actually about like life, but it is like, oh man, another one of these, like, we're still, we're still doing this again, daytime again. Like, come on. Like, what are we going to like, I got to think about what I got to do and all of this, like, I got, we got to do it. We just got to do a sect episode. Cause I'm like, I am such a night, I'm such a night chart. No, it's, it's, I've been feeling, maybe it's the Scorpio season of it all. It is like, oh, this old song and dance, the existence of yeah. like, I got to get up and, and like, and, and maybe it's the pandemic of it too, which feels ultra yes. repetitive in, in yeah. ways that, that we were repetitive, but we can like see it, track it, get our screen recording times, all that. It's like much more, um, I don't know, like it feels quantifiable now than it maybe did before, or we were just like ignoring it <laughs> for the most part. And now it's in our very eyes, but that Rod Suskin article was really good. It was on astro.com recommend. There was this whole two, if you want like the one-to-one, there was this um, kind of listicle in there of the, each planet, and um, I think it was just the planets. Yeah. Oh, and the elements of like, and the nodes of their like meaning and like Mercury's like paintings, books, temples. And it was pulled from when I saw he quoted Saul and Lily. And I was like, what is that? And then I looked it up and Saul and Lily, Saul and Lily is a reference to this, like these midi, it's like a medieval astrologers, the mm-hmm. works of Saul and Masha, Masha Allah, um, which is these uh, medieval astrologers from the Arabic period, which this bu- book has high ratings on Goodreads. So if anyone is like super nerding out on dreams and ancient ass astrology texts and these kind of characteristics, it's been translated. And, you know, this is, you know, water is very like literally like drowning, submerging, overflowing, but going to the water elements and looking where that might translate in our charts, Mars with violence and that sort of thing. So, um, I mean, and that's why even like buying this like dream book, like you wish that each thing had like a solid definition, like, oh yeah, you, you dream about a vault and it means this, but it is so like up for interpret, like a dream interpretation will never be fully accurate in my opinion. It's whatever it is. I was just talking with someone last night, went to the haunted hayride and was talking about like different, I mean, like a vault, even that, that it's like, well, what's the vault look like? Is that, I think there could be a friendly mm. vault that's exciting. And there's like an Indiana Jones vault. That's like, oh my God, we're about to break in and find all of this treasure. Or there's also like a hidden away in a deep, dark basement. That's like a family secret vault that's haunted. That's in a, whatever. There's like the vault in the Titanic. That's like down with the thing that we're pulling up and pulling open and finding out that like, it's so hard, I think. And I think that's why people dismiss dream stuff, myself included, because I think it is a hard thing to say. Uh, I feel like when people are looking for it, they want a one answer, but it is more like, hey, it's information just like anything. And the the condition of the thing, what that means to you, what it evokes in you is more important is the most important information of all of it. Because again, I could see something and think, oh, that's so nice. And cute or whatever and someone else can see it and go oh that's so creepy and scary and that like we we're talking about mm-hmm. kinds kinds of halloween stuff that we like and i was like i like cute i like the cute halloween stuff because i like when creepy things are cute like that making making a thing it's i like that kind of flip stuff is creepy all the time there's like real creepy stuff we don't need to like we don't need to come up with creepy stuff it exists. Like go out, yeah. go watch the, watch the fucking news. That's creepy. <laughs> like, 
know what I Ooh. mean? See, I, I want to immerse. I want to immerse in the creep. So I almost like check the creepiness off my box. Like it's like it's like a facing demon, if you will. So then I have like space. I'm like I've I've thought about creepy or I've seen horrific images or I've like I don't know bathed in the blood of all the all the weird yeah. of the weirdness. Like okay, I went to a voodoo priestess to try to get a consultation, and when I told her I was an astrologer, she said we fuck the same god, so I can't read you. <laughs> and I've never had anyone. <laughs> I have never been rejected for a reading quite in uh, that way. And I was like, Dang, I, was that's like what God? I was like, what God though? Like, but I just, I didn't ask too much more. It was a interesting conversation as well. So I was like, I'm going to just keep this moving. But yeah, I, I like, the I weird. also, I also like Heather, my friend, Heather fixed her Heather on the Instagram, my Aquarius friend, she, and I talk about this all the time as and I think creepy and psychic -y and all that kind of stuff. I there's this basement I used to have to go in all the time that I did not like that. I, I would have horrible thoughts when I'd go down the stairs of this basement. And I it just always like sometimes I'd, I'd, I'd just feel like I was going to throw up out of nowhere. Oh. And just, but just on the stairs. And then, you know, I had to go every morning or whatever. And um I was telling her about it and she was like, oh, I have a thing on stairs too. And like, so did my mom and we kind of talked about it. And I think like, it's another like ghostly place or whatever, because it's an in-between space. You're mm -hmm. not on floor one and you're not on floor two. Mm -hmm. You're on the stairs and it's the same like elevators, doorways. We all, we always think Passages. of these things that are like, yeah, in-betweens. And I think that, um, that's just so interesting to me because I think it, there is something subconscious there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's psychic energy or what you're walking through a ghost. Like, I don't know what it is, but just in those spaces, I do feel like it's easier to attach to those, like, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, that dreamy kind of mentality, the subconscious stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that, I mean, that sounds like a dream in and of itself where it is that like you are, your body is asleep, but your mind is still going. And one part of you, like it is transit from one, one day to the next too, where it is that thing where you like kind of wake up in a different place, but you aren't like, it's the same place. Ho hopefully you wake up in your bed. I know people sleepwalk and, and do all that. Sometimes you're in a plane or something like that, but all of those like, uh, I think it is that same kind of trust thing of like, I'm trusting that when I walk down these stairs, I'm walking into something uh, safe, not unsafe, because we know that there is something, there are things that are unsafe. There are things that are scary and, uh, you know, violent, whatever, insert, insert word. And you are just hoping that that's not the experience that you get. But I, I love that idea of it all being those like passageways and transitions and going to the other side and have you guys slept walk have we talked about this i feel like i must have told you about when i slept eight it's the only time i ever slept walk no to no. eat which is very just <laughs> very fucking tourist of it all when <laughs> i was a kid cancer mars <laughs> i know when i was a girl little girl this is the only time i ever slept walk my mom bought these amazing glazed donuts and me and my brother are obsessed with but we would like ravish them as soon as they you know it came in the door so she'd be like, don't eat all the glazed donuts again. <laughs> you two tourist psychos, <laughs> like stop. Uh, and there's probably some scarcity mindset we could talk about in there. But I remember I was like, I wanted more donuts. And so I went to bed and then 
my mom heard banging around in the kitchen and she got really scared and I slept, walked downstairs and ate, was eating the donuts, but fully asleep. And that's the only ever time I've slept, walked was for glazed Damn. donuts. <laughs> Damn. I don't think I ever have. I've never eaten, but I've definitely done that thing. I had this bad for a while in junior high where I would have a dream that I was peeing and I would start peeing. Uh, mm, classic. A classic, classic. one. We've all Don't done ever that. dream of a waterfall, anyone, yeah. because you know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. But that is one where it's like, not to, not to give it too much meaning, but it is also like, that's a thing that in waking life, I've absolutely, I haven't let myself just pee, but it is a thing where I go like, oh, I can wait, I can wait, I can wait. And it does feel like a thing that you do need to kind of like process in some way of like, no, like, you got to go now. Like your body's telling you something. Listen, I think with that too, it's again, there's a cycle here of like, you're, are you dreaming about peeing because you have to pee? And like, there's so much yeah. like already to unpack there that, yeah, I think I definitely ha- was a hold it person for a long time. I do not like peeing. I do not like going to the bathroom. I feel like it's such a fucking pain. Like, I don't, I know this is not a problem. Like, you know what I mean? This is like the most champagne problem of all time. And I just had to start, like you're saying, making it a routine. And I think you can do this with anything in your life. This is how they teach you how to lucid dream as well. If there is something that keeps coming up in dreams, you have to day by day handle it in your real life Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that doesn't happen again so yeah if you are holding it all the time you're going to be holding it at night you're going to be dreaming about holding it and you're going to pee the bed that's what's going to happen but if that can also be said for if you harbor a lot of resentment towards a person all the time and you know you feel resentful when you go to bed and you dream about resenting the person you have to work on some of those things in your day-to-day life I don't know that they're all controllable I think there's stuff that just floats in sometimes but little by little. Well, I think it also just speaks to this thing of like what your, what's your, not your natural state, but what is, where is your brain kind of trained to go? And if you're someone who like, again, most of my dreams are typically about like running away, hiding from a thing, being chased by something and kind of like whatever the most recent one I had that I can actually remember, I think I talked about on here is like Donald Trump was chasing me through an abandoned mall. And I like, oh, no. like trying to like trying to take down Trump or whatever. But like, uh, I think if you are, my mind kind of is always going like, oh, well, what's my next move? If something bad happens, where do I go? How do I like evade this situation? How do I, uh, you know, survive and escape? Like, if that's what your brain is kind of doing all day, then why wouldn't it also do that? at night kind of when you're when you're going at at a higher stakes or a different way in a way that it can't do in your waking life obviously I'm not you know literally running from or worried about that but there is that like oh well who's the like worst person you could what would be like a worst case scenario sort of thing well the mall is the mall is interesting because this is all very like running from trunks america capital like yeah all and like the like the superficiality the materialism also looking at that list from that rod suskin article um the south node according to this medieval he was referencing then the medieval astrology text the south node is said to represent the can't escape being chased people trying to kill you elements of dreams i got south in the 12th house 
Oh, I feel like I have a lot of forgiving dreams though, too. That's where it is, where it's like, it's chase, but also ones where it's like, oh yeah, I needed to, I needed to see that person in a dream because I'm not going to see them in my real life. And I needed some closure. I've had that. Actually, I've had that in COVID too, of like where I had people that were kind of on my mind that were in the dream that like weren't, uh, yeah. Or where, and then I just go, oh, I'm not done with that person yet. Or like, oh, that's that's interesting that they popped up. That must be more, that's must be bothering me a little bit more than I was letting on to myself or something like that. Now, Mars is, according to this, of course, Mars is listed as conflict where Jupiter's referencing important people. I think maybe they mean important people like, cause it's also rep, 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 wrapped up with like acknowledgement, money, fun, you know, the stuff we know Jupiter to be pleasant experiences, but important people uh, with, con- I just, I'm just bringing up, so I'm just, yeah floating out the key the keywords that uh that are i i feel like the most random people come into my dreams like people i forgive people you forget you know do you know them all i usually know them but or it's that feeling of knowing it's rare that i'm like who is a stranger i rarely have anyone i don't know in there or i just feel like i know them because i guess they're like in my dream space Ooh, I get all it'd be so weird strangers. to be awake. In, it'd be so really? weird to be awake in your dreams. You do yeah. straight. Mm-hmm. Wait, strangers is on here. Hang on. Where's was there strangers? There's strangers somewhere. usually aren't bad either. That's what's weird. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it'll be like a witch concept. Okay. I'm going to just put this out there. If you're, I, if you're a dream interpreter and you're good, and also, I think there's a, a missing market for dream astrologer interpret. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm intrigued. This is actually just peaked. It went, it went, it coincided with this book buying. I want to dream more. Uh, I'm into, I'm into this. I love the equation because I like thinking of those like this house plus this house plus this planet. Like, how mm-hmm. do we do that? And I do think it presents an interesting idea of like getting to a conclusion that you wouldn't get in a normal reading. I think it's harder because you, because we don't remember a lot of our dreams. Oh, that was some statistic that I read that was like, you dream typically like five to six times a night. You just don't remember Whoa. them or whatever is like the typical right. one. You, 95% of our dream material we forget. Um, and it's just such a hard thing to like study and get facts on, but which is why I think it's like, your dreams are important dreams. We can't blanket say like, this is what a dream means. This is what dreams are for everybody. Cause I think it's different for everybody, but that doesn't mean that they aren't information and valuable for you. So I think if you, especially if you're a person that remembers dreams, I think that you're right, that it's a cool, like uh, reverse way to kind of get some insight into these ninth, uh, 12th, like, I don't know, uh, kind of unknown big picture kinds of things that you wouldn't get just like talking about your planets, especially if you don't have placements there. I'll, yeah. I think that's an interesting idea for sure. Hell yeah. We like it folks. Dreams are dreams are back baby, and dreams are in. Yeah. We're here for it. Yeah. We, you may say that we're dreamers and we know we're not the only ones. We're all dreamers. <laughs> Yay. That well, is us. Keep dreaming. If you can dream it, you can do it. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.
Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.